really traumatic. Just being more optimistic in general. You have grown as a person. I've seen so much since then. You just introduced a new positive way of thinking into my life. Mind boggling. Welcome back to the, or welcome to, welcome to the first episode of Bitch Be Real. It's been a long time coming. My name's Nikayla. My name's Rooke. We are the girls behind BBR. Let's talk about how we got started. We should also introduce our co-host. On the right, we have three-legged Coco. <laughs> and on the left, we have Slater. He's fucking up a bone right now. She's annihilating my finger, so great. And my toe was out, so y'all get a little, <laughs> little foot action. So in January, we took a trip. Mm-hmm. to the mountains yeah. where were we boone uh like near boone we were staying in a cute little shipping container you found oh, yeah. there's some pictures up there'll mm-hmm. be some pictures up for y'all yeah some context but we went there as we started like a best friend trip thing mm-hmm. we went broke so <laughs> that got cut short for a little bit but the goal was to do a trip a new every- city a new city every month yeah so like the beginning of the month we would go and, and visit a new city that neither of us have ever been to before yeah and so we started there. It was very cute. It had hot tub. We were doing it as like really a relaxing trip. Yeah. Like we did like no phones for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. We were trying to stay as much off of social media as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, she is literally fucking up my shirt right now. Does it taste good? I'm wondering. <laughs> Clearly. But yeah, we stayed in like the mountains. Dude, the freaking driveway. Let's talk. We need to have a moment for the driveway. driveway. Holy sure. shit. 90 degrees looking at the fucking sky. I didn't have too much faith in your car. I was scared. <laughs> yeah, the first time we neither of us did. We were yeah. out there like, oh my God, we're going to make it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really how we did it because you had to turn. So we went up and it was like 90 degrees and then it was just a complete right turn. Yeah, it was like 90 degrees up and then 90 degrees to the right. Yeah. And then up again. Like up it again. was literally like a fucking spiral up to the driveway. Yeah. So it was very cute. It wasn't as remote as I thought. No. It there was, was there was a bunch of other houses. Yeah. In the hot tub, we could see up like the hill to the mm-hmm. other building that was over there. Yeah, but we did. Like it was kind of nice and wooded behind it, I would say. Like we took a little walk up there. It really wasn't anything, but like it was cute. At nighttime, especially when you could, oh like, gosh, watch yeah. the cars and, like, you had a perfect picture of the sky. Yeah, there was, like, a perfect cutout of the trees, mm-hmm. like, right in front of the hot tub so you could see the stars, which, like, we're from Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, so the star, like, the light pollution around here is so atrocious. Like, you can't see any stars. No. So we got out there and we were amazed. There was, like, millions of stars in the sky. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. So we pretty much just took that. It was, like, three days. I would say we took the time to just like be off our phones. We did a bunch of things where like those cards, we asked each other questions. That's actually how we started the first podcast episode, like our little fake trial one. Yeah, we were having like a, we were just having like a besties bonding night and we pulled out this like stack of cards and one of us, I don't remember who actually brought up the idea, but one of us said like, this would be a really good podcast if we just talked about what what was on these cards. We were going through the, the cards and one of us brought up the idea that like, this would be a really good podcast. So I just whipped out my phone on voice memos Mm -hmm. and I just started filming and we just started talking as if we were on a podcast really casually. And we were like, damn, like this is actually good. Yeah. But that was back in January. Mm -hmm. And so we had a really good rest of our trip. Didn't really think too much about the podcast. It was like, it was really fun that we did it. And I listened back to it a couple of times and there's some funny shit in there. Yeah. Um, That's what the teaser was from. We posted like a little teaser on our Instagram kind of thing, like a little clip. And that's, 
from the original podcast. Yeah. With the moldy flower. If anybody saw the moldy flower clip, that was <laughs> that was where that was from. Um, but yeah, so we didn't actually end up officially starting a podcast, mm-hmm. but until now. Um, but the idea has been floating around since then for like eight months. That was yeah. in January. So um, the idea has been flo- floating around in our heads for like eight months. And we finally, you know, we took a little bit, we didn't take a break from our friendship, but we kind of drifted apart very, very slightly. Both of us were in relationships and just like naturally we kind of drifted apart. Mm -hmm. And now we have recently rediscovered our compatibility in conversation. How much I just fucking love being around you. No, literally we just, we just rediscovered our friendship Mm -hmm. and how amazing it is. And so we were like, you know what, like, let's actually do the podcast for real. Yeah. And so we did. We started an Instagram for it. We came up with um like a like the inspiration for mm-hmm. it, the idea, the concept of the podcast itself. Yeah. And then we spent a couple of days brainstorming and preparing. And then we bought microphones and here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Um, which I was gonna say a good a good point. What were you gonna say? Oh, how we met, I oh, feel yeah. like is important and why we drifted apart too almost because we worked at the same restaurant mm-hmm. for what a year and a half together and we worked the exact same shifts we had pretty much the exact same schedule we really did like we had the same days off we had the same shifts together yeah we didn't even know what work was without each other and when we didn't work with each other neither of us had a good time no like it was just awful it was horrible (laughs) i discovered that specific restaurant how much i liked being there was solely because of you so i feel like when we we both ended up quitting Mm -hmm. And we both like got pretty heavy into our relationships Mm -hmm. around the time we quit. And I feel like it just kind of made us communicate less more than anything. Because we weren't seeing each other every day. We definitely just like lost touch a little bit because we weren't used to having to like reach out to each other like we had to. Yeah. Like Like I I didn't really text you because like I was going to see you at 4 p.m. Every day I (laughs) knew I would see your ass at 4 p.m. And so I knew that, like, we would always have time to talk. Like, we'd always fill each other in then. We didn't have to, like, carve out time for each other because we'd see each other anyway. Like, when we were cleaning up, we would have, like, three hours of time when we could talk. So now that neither – we don't work together. We have completely different schedules. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, both of us were in committed relationships. So we didn't see each other at work anymore. We were both distracted, I would say, with our relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, carving out time for each other was just something that was kind of on the back burner for a while. Yeah. And now it's just becoming a lot more relevant in yeah. our lives. Like we are us hanging out and us talking is like an everyday occurrence, which I love. I love it There's too, bitch. Like- yeah, I feel like and two, I feel like a major catapult was that I just went through a breakup and I like relied on you. I'm like relying on you pretty heavily to get through it if we're gonna be real. Like that shit was rough. It was a very quickly serious relationship mm-hmm. and it ended pretty abruptly. So I feel like like you were the bitch I wanted to go to. And I mean, you pretty much always have been, mm-hmm. but just realizing that I didn't have that person anymore. Like, cause when you're in a relationship, they do become your best friend. Yeah. And I mean, that's completely normal. But when that went away, it was like, nah, now we're back to the OG fucking bestie. Yeah. We're talking to her about all this shit. Yeah. I'm calling you. You're seeing all of it. And, and it was a mutual thing. It really wasn't. It wasn't one of us that like drifted apart from the other one. It was just a really mutual, like not intentional at yeah, all. It yeah. just, it was just something that kind of happened. And we didn't drift apart a lot. Like we still talk to each other as if we talked to each other every single day. Yeah. And so getting back into like seeing and talking to each other pretty much every day has not been something that's like 
hard. disruptive or hard at all. Yeah. So. I mean, it stayed just as natural. Like we still talked about all the same things. It was just so much less frequent. Yeah. If that's the right way to put it. Like yeah. we went from talking literally every single day to what well, I was at saying. the same time every day. Yeah. Like for multiple for, hours, for multiple hours, for months. And like having the same like experiences, like mm-hmm. we went through a lot of the same bullshit at work together, rude customers and like mm-hmm. going through all that stuff together. And then not having that to relate to. It was mm-hmm. like, we had different things to talk about. And now that we have discovered, is that multitude? The, the multitude, yeah. The multitude of other conversations that we can have. We realized that we are just so compatible in conversation. And it's so like, we, every time we talk individually, like there are obviously things that we're not going to talk about in this podcast. But when we're talking outside of the podcast, every single time I'm thinking this would be such a good podcast episode. I know. Because I feel like, and this is not to toot our own horns at all. It's just the way that we articulate our thoughts is just so, it's very casual. And, you know, what we talk about is relatable. Mm -hmm. What we're going to talk about on this podcast is going to be relatable. It's going to be casual. So it's not scripted. Like, it's just going to be fun. Like, we're just going to have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the whole basis of this podcast is like what we talk about is real period. We are so comfortable around each other. We don't sugarcoat things. We don't, you know, leave out details. We don't like walk around things because we don't want the other person. I'm not, it's not because I don't want you to know. What happened? Bitch, I'm telling you what happened. Exactly. And Every detail to each other. Yeah. Now on this podcast, we're going to shelter some things because there are things that just don't belong on the internet. Yeah. And but- there's uh, <laughs> privacy concerns that we do need to <laughs> consider yeah. when talking, but that's pretty much the inspiration of this whole podcast is just being completely real about things. There's so many unrealistic standards out there in the world from social media, from past generations, Mm -hmm. like the stigmas they had back then that makes them think that they have to live up to these high standards Mm -hmm. is deeply ingrained. Pretty much what this whole podcast is about and what we've based our friendship on is just being completely real with each other mm-hmm. and talking. Since day one. Yeah. Like there hasn't really been much, like we didn't genuinely, I don't feel like we had much of an awkward phase. No. Like we, the first time we hung out was over margaritas, mm-hmm. which is literally something that we do pretty much every time we hang out, we make margaritas together. Yeah. We literally call when we hang out. Like if we hang out once a week, we call it Marg Night. Like mm-hmm. that is that is the basis. That's of been the original thing. That was the original name for our podcast mm-hmm. too. That we like thought of in the mountains was something along the lines of like Margarita Night, yeah. Marg Night, something like that. Because that's what we based our entire friendship on. You yeah. were like, "Do you want margaritas?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want margaritas." So I went over to her apartment. We had margaritas. I fell asleep on your couch. <laughs> she wants that bomb. <laughs> Y'all are so crazy. Like that was pretty much how it all started over a strawberry margarita. Now this one isn't strawberry. We should get into the margarita. Okay, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Our bartender, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? (laughs) What can I say? Professional mixologist. Yep, I have a little bar cart. Y'all can't see off camera. I like alcohol (laughs) a lot. We have, what is it? An Italian sweet cherry margarita. The base is like Blanco tequila, and then you add an ounce of amaretto, which is like an Italian liqueur. So it doesn't have super high alcohol content, but it's very sweet. It's got like an almondy flavor. So we did that. We muddled some cherries, added lime, honey. Fucking delicious right now. So good. Actually, let me take a little. Yeah. I hope y'all heard the refreshment in that. Should we get into ASMR? People don't want to hear us ASMR from us. Let's no, I I don't even want to hear ASMR from myself. <laughs> but I feel like this is 
very reminiscent because it's pink. It still has that like fruity flavor of the first margarita we ever made together. But this is like the elevated version now that we're in our classy bitch shit. Yeah, it's more classy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me be a mother. Stop fighting over the bones, bro. Yeah, so they're not getting along quite yet. Coco's new here. Coco is new here. I got her a week ago. Okay, so she's only got three legs. I like to mention that because I think it's funny. Well, she has four legs, but she only has three working legs. Okay, yeah. I should preface this. She does have four legs and only three of them are working and only two of her kneecaps that I know of. The other two might be fucked up. Only two of her kneecaps are functional right now, okay? <laughs> she's only got three of them. She ain't got one in this fucked up little leg. She's a little bit fucked up, but she's the cutest fucking thing in the whole world, so yeah, we forgive her for being a little fucked up. Yeah, they just... He's a very jealous dog. Mm. You know, he's just not used to this. He was my baby for two and a half years before I got her. So he's very spoiled. She's so curious. She wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much how our friendship started. After that, we pretty much just started hanging out more and more frequently. We, From the restaurant, we both lived five minutes away. Mm. It wasn't hard for me to be like, do you want to come over after work? It wasn't hard for me to go over to your house after work. It was just super easy. We were pretty much constantly together. Yeah. Like even, even though we saw each other five days a week at work, we still hung out outside of work. And also I feel like part of us having a compatible conversation is just having a compatible friendship in general. Like we enjoy doing a lot of the same things. Yeah. One of the first things we did outside of like drinking margaritas together, because we're not necessarily alcoholics, um, was was just like going to a coffee shop together yeah and just hanging like honestly just being in the presence of bestie brook is all i really need like sometimes i just like you just need to have that time yeah you do i feel like we're you'll see on the podcast we do have varying opinions but they all come down to the same principles Mm -hmm. the same morals the same outlook the same what we want to achieve in our life it all lined up to where we've really never had any disagreements. We've never had a fight. We've been friends for oh, like two years. Two years now. Officially two years. So, yeah. and there's been, I feel like we both have grown as people so much since the beginning. Like when I first met you, I was in a horrible place in my life, was in the middle of a bad place in a relationship. Like I was in a pretty bad place mentally. I was very codependent. And yeah. so Brooke is one of the main people in my life that helped me be- like gain my independence back because I've always been someone that is just like extremely independent to a fault. So mm-hmm. like relearning that after being in such a codependent relationship that I lost it, relearning that was hard to do on my own. And Brooke helped me a lot with that. So yeah. And I feel like I was when we met, I was in a relationship, my most long term relationship in my life so far, but it was a very immature relationship mm-hmm. that you, I think actually, I may have just gotten out of it. The first time I actually ever talked to you, you were talking about your breakup. Yeah. So I had just gotten out of it. I felt like I had learned a lot in that relationship and I tried to pass on my wisdom. And I feel like you just passed on your wisdom of like positivity. I wasn't at really a point in my life where I would say I was super positive. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like when you met me, I was like, in my emo phase to a certain extent mentally. I just had this outlook on like, fuck, I'm mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And like, that's it. Like, yeah, that's how it's always, it's always going to be like that. Like I pretty much just thought like what I've experienced up until my life at that point was really bumpy, really traumatic. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, this is just kind of how it's always going to be. 
And there's like nothing I can do about it. But I feel like meeting you, I kind of learned like, no, like there is something you can do about it. Like you just introduced a new positive way of thinking into my life. That was like mind boggling at that point. Like it really just being more optimistic in general. And I feel like now that like you're not in that because you have grown as a person. I've seen so much since then to where like your outlook on life is so extremely optimistic Every time that I have a problem, she's the first person that I go to because we bounce optimism off of each other. Mm-hmm. We bounce good ideas and good mindsets and healthy, like anything that we have. Yeah. It's just always so positive. Like I go with the problem. Each of us can give each other positive advice and help each other move through it without. And that's obviously not like always the case. Like sometimes you just, you just got to complain to your bestie and talk shit. And yeah. then we can sense each other's vibe. Like when, yeah. when you need to just vent and talk shit, like do that. It's just so perfect. Like, I feel like this is going to get repetitive, but through this podcast, you're just going to hear that, like, we literally think the world of each other pretty much. Like, there's... Look, I'm a little fruity. (laughs) Y'all going to come to learn this. This bitch is the optimal woman in my eyes, romantically or not, okay? She is just the optimal woman. Gorgeous. Positive mindset. Like, I was just in awe when I met her that, like... She like someone like this could even exist because I just had never been surrounded by somebody who I felt had the same baseline as me in terms of like just what I wanted. It really is true when they say that you turn into the people you surround yourself with. And you were the first person that I feel like I surrounded myself with that like that I feel like I actively was like, I want to continue surrounding myself with them because I see that they're bringing in positive energy. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of my friends that I had up until meeting you, Mm -hmm. like I connected with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I ended up realizing that like we were just growing in different paths, Mm -hmm. what they wanted out of their life, how they thought about things, who they surrounded themselves with Mm -hmm. wasn't something I necessarily wanted to associate with anymore, but it wasn't something I actively thought about until I met you when I was like, wait a minute, I'm now surrounding myself with a healthy person and I see it. Like I see it throughout my life. It's not just, oh, okay, you know, they are a pretty negative influence, but it's not going into my life. Like I'm independent. It's not going to yeah flood into how I think and how I act and my motivation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's even something I've lost in past relationships that you kind of helped snap me out of. I didn't surround myself with the best people romantically. Mm-hmm. And it definitely affected me. Yeah. And I feel like the major thing we first bonded on was bad relationships. Yeah, for sure. I have a very similar experience, I guess, with friendships where she said that she had connected with other girls or where you said that you had connected with other friends in the past. I have never. And I, up until I met you, I thought that every single girl was a bitch. And I have never had a friendship where I genuinely wanted to hang out with them. Sorry if the angle's a little bit funky on camera if you're watching the YouTube video if it's a little bit different than the last time because the camera died so but we're back I was saying I've never experienced a female friendship where I didn't have any like eel and eel 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 (laughs) didn't have any oceanic intent (laughs) no marine intent (laughs) hi it's Nikayla I just want to come on here and say that I never got to finish this thought because I was very distracted by the technical difficulties we were having with the camera and it cutting off. So I never got to finish this thought. And so what I what I said is different from what I meant in this. And I just want to say that what I meant was that I 
have had connections in the past that were friendships that I would consider those people friends. Those friendships ended. I guess in my opinion, on my end, those friendships weren't really exactly what I was looking for in a friend. And that's fine. The, the relationships that I have with those same people now are very much like adult relationships now. They support me. I support them. We have went our separate ways. We're now adults. We've grown out of whatever phase we were in when we were friends. And that's fine with me. And I've accepted that. I just... I was trying to say that I've never had the same level of connection with a female friend or with a friend in general. I've never had the same level of connection in a friendship that I have with Brooke. That is all I was trying to say. Not that I had never had friends before her because I have and those people just weren't meant to stay in my life long term. And that's fine. I've accepted that. Yeah, I had one pretty major best friend from the time I went to a very small Christian school. I'm not religious. I never really have been. So it was super hard. And you grew up in a really small high school too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in high school, we both pretty much had the same experience of struggling to make connections with people in general, friendship wise. At least that's how I felt. And I found one really great friend. You know, she was there for me a lot at the time, but I was friends with her since literally the first day of sixth grade. Mm. I mean, you just end up growing apart. It's what happened. And I do have to say, I ended in the friendship in a way that I'm not particularly proud of. And honestly, I feel a little bit of shame about how I ended the friendship. I don't feel like I ended it in a way that I now look back and say I respect. Mm. And I did, you know, kind of try to reconnect with that friend because after I stopped being friends with her from about 10th grade to graduating high school to meeting you, I pretty much had no friends, Mm. like not a single one. She was pretty much all I had. And once I wasn't friends with her anymore, I pretty much had no friends. It was my brother and my mom. And so when I started my friendship with you, I felt like I had been like out of the game Mm. and It was a different type of friendship automatically than the way that one was Mm -hmm. just because now it was like two grown people being friends instead of two kids. Like pretty much instantly we were super vulnerable with Mm -hmm. each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The second time we hung out, we got into some really deep conversations, like very things that we felt pretty shameful about in ourselves, but we were like right off the bat so connected that it was Like we were comfortable being vulnerable with each other instantly, which is so cool. Yeah. We sat across from each other on my couch and I live, we're sitting right now. Exactly. (laughs) And I lived alone. So when we first kind of went over to your house, you were living with somebody. So we couldn't instantly talk about like everything without somebody else hearing it. Right. So I feel like that did hold us back to a slight degree, but it was perfect because We kind of got into it the first night that we hung out. Like we definitely hit some pretty deep topics, Mm -hmm. but we didn't go really underneath the surface of them, I would say. But when we hung out the second time, there was no TV on. There was no music. I don't even think there were lights on. No, it It was was dark. Literally just us sitting in my empty ass living room. It was like midnight because we had just both gotten off a shift at Buffalo Wild Wings. And so... We literally went straight from the restaurant to your apartment. Yeah. And we just sat on my couch and like we got into it. And I feel like once we both shared that initial thing that we pretty much hadn't told anyone Mm -hmm. at that point. And 
I think we both realized like, okay, this is, this is it. Like I instantly had trust in you that you weren't going to go back and share it with the people we worked with. You weren't going to go to, you know, the other people in your life and spill what I had told you. Yeah. And we ended up eventually pretty much proving that to each other because we never did. Yeah. To this day, we never really have, like, I've never really talked shit about you and exposed any of your, any of the things that you've told me, anything that you have felt bad about. I've never really just like gone behind your back and like betrayed you in that way. Yeah. Which is hard to find because when you're meeting someone new, there's that always that aspect of if I tell this to this person, is it going to come back and bite me? Like, is it going to come back in a negative way because they shared it with somebody I didn't want it being shared with? It definitely crossed my mind when I was talking to you the first time. Clearly it doesn't now. Then I realized like, you never told anyone. I never heard it going around the restaurant and that restaurant was gossipy. Oh my God. Yeah. Drama filled. Yeah. Like everybody knew everything about everybody else. Like, you know, if like, if you would have went and told somebody, trust me, I would have known about it. Like it would have come back to me, especially because what I opened up to you about was something having to do with something that transpired in that restaurant Mm -hmm. that I wasn't feeling so, so great about. So it was like a big thing when I realized like, shit, she didn't tell nobody. Like we're an open book now. Like I can get into it. We did. I think for both of us, the best friend thing happened very early on. Like literally, I think after that conversation, we started calling each other bestie. And yeah. we that is a nickname that both of us have had for each other. since. Like I don't even call her by her name. No. Like it's weird to say Brooke. Like we just call each other bestie. Yeah. That's it. Like if I'm talking about bestie, everyone knows who it is. Mm-hmm. Like even my mom, my brother, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was talking to bestie. They know who it is. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's nobody else. It could be nobody else. Like, I feel like even now it's pretty safe to say that we're each other's friend, main friend, if not. Oh, best friend. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm pretty much my only friend if we're yeah. going to be real. Like, I'm thinking about my friend roster. If I if I say that I'm hanging out with friends, Brooke will be included, <laughs> for sure. And there's probably not going to be anybody else there. Yeah, let's be real. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about my friend roster and um, my mom, my brother, you. Yep, same. Can't think of a single other human on it, which... I'm completely fine with at this point in my life. You're all I need. I'm a firm believer in quality over quantity, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to people in your life. And so I would much rather have one friend that I can tell everything to rather than have 15 friends who could not give a fuck less about me. Yeah. So, and that's how I've always felt really. Mm -hmm. Like I've never had a big friend circle. Yeah, me neither. Which is completely fine by me. Going back to the vulnerable thing. I mean, right off the bat, we were like that, but there have been definitely been some pivotal moments Mm -hmm. in our friendship where we have felt just another level of vulnerable around each other. Example, we have been hanging out consistently and been best friends for two years. We've hugged twice. Two times. Two times. The first time was was in the middle of a mall and it was because we hadn't seen each other in like a month. Um, The second time was on the mountain trip that we mentioned earlier and we did the plate thing. Yeah. It was like trending on TikTok for a while. Yeah. You brought up the idea. I'd never really heard of it or seen it, but I think you sent me a few videos on it. Yeah. And we pretty much decided like, let's do us on the trip. It was, you get a plate and you get like a Sharpie or, you know, whatever you want to write on it with. It doesn't really fucking matter. And you just write pretty much whatever you want to write on it. And I think we both pretty much went into pretty deep things on that plate. We didn't read each other's. Mm Mm-mm. We, I have no idea what you put on yours. I have no idea what you put on yours. But we gave each other a vague like idea of what we wrote about just because we wanted to like talk about it a little bit. Like 
give each other an idea of what we were like trying to let go of. Mm -hmm. And so we pretty much just wrote whatever we personally wanted to, but I took a picture of mine just because I wanted to remember it. Mm -hmm. We like, I didn't ask to read hers. She didn't ask to read mine. I didn't really care to read yours, honestly. Like that's something that's personal to you and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, We gave each other a very brief description of what we wrote on it. And then we drove to the top of like a mountain somewhere. We were on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So we drove to an overlook, but I don't think it was even overlooking anything. No, it was just like a parking lot. Like there's just like a little open area and it was nighttime. I would have to say like midnight. Yeah, it was after sunset. So it was dark out. We aimed the headlight in the front of us and I took a video. The video is going to show on the screen because it was a very powerful moment for both of us. I don't think we were expecting it to be as powerful as it was. Like we were like, oh, they just smashed a plate, like cool, whatever. But like the feeling that I had was just so intense after Mm -hmm. like the video, you can even see like how powerful the smashing was from both ends. That shit went fucking everywhere. everywhere and we put on music i think it was pink whitney by post malone we walked up in front of the car the video was going we smashed the plates to everyone else this might sound kind of cheesy because if i heard this coming from someone i would be like all right you're kind of exaggerating but i think it was like you know music sets the mood for everything oh yeah and it's a good song you know we were on this trip like we hadn't been on our phones <laughs> he agrees And we smashed the plates and it's just this feeling of like, to me, it was almost like overwhelming joy and just like an overwhelming deep breath. That feeling after like you got off a really shitty shift Mm -hmm. and you come home and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like the feeling your body has when you sit down for the first time after 12 hours on your feet, like just an overwhelming relief. Yeah. Like weight lifted off of your shoulders. And I think it was so powerful for both of us that like, like that was the second time we've ever hugged and like we haven't hugged since then. And it was a hug. It was, you'll see in the video, you can see like, we literally, we were, we were like weak, like we fell into each other. And that is literally the second time we've hugged in our relationship. And I would say that was probably the most powerful moment that we've ever had. Like, I just felt, I'm not a very affectionate person. It is something that I aim to change in the future. I, I, admire people that are huggers and that can show physical affection without it making them uncomfortable. But I feel like that's a pretty normal thing, especially in our generation, Yeah, you know, to not really want to show physical affection in a lot of ways. And it's something I struggle with pretty deeply. Mm -hmm. And so I've never been the type to hug people. It's fucking awkward for me to hug my mom. Yeah, Like I, it's awkward for me to hug my, my brother, you know, people I've known my entire life, literally. Yeah. It's still almost tense for me to hug them, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we didn't even think about it. There was no hesitation going into the hug. It was just like, this is what, like, it was just like a draw. Like we had, like, it was just like an overwhelming, like something that we felt like we needed to do. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Like I said, we've hugged twice in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, it was really like. It just made me feel so deeply connected, so relieved, so calm. And then afterwards, we are environmentally friendly women. We stand for the environment here. So we did sweep it up for the wildlife. Every single bit. And I still have the box. I saw it when you were moving. Mm -hmm. And there was, it was kind of cool. I took some pictures. I'll put them up on the screen too. The pictures, because some of the pieces broke. Like we drew, like, I don't know who drew, but. I think I just drew like flowers flowers or or just like little doodles kind of on the plates. Mm -hmm. And they broke like perfectly to where there was like two flowers sitting next to each other. And I took a picture of it because I thought it was cool. Yeah. 
And we swept it up. We put it in a box. We drove back to like the little Airbnb we're staying at. And I think from there on, to me at least, it felt like different. Mm-hmm. It know? was like renewed. Yeah. Like I aim to feel that energy with you in multiple moments going forward in mm-hmm. our life. Like yeah. that feeling was truly something that I want to feel a lot in my life. That just feeling of release and connection mm-hmm. with someone is really genuinely special because mm-hmm. you don't feel it a lot. Yeah. And I think from then on, it's just took our relationship to another level. It's just a, a different level of comfort. That whole weekend too, we were already really comfortable with each other in terms of like friendship. But I feel like after that, we were just that much more comfortable with each other. Like there's probably nothing in this world that will happen to me that I will do that I will feel any kind of like way about telling me about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, there's just nothing that I'll ever do unless it's against you personally, which I would never do anyway. But there's there's just nothing that I I think I would feel uncomfortable talking to you about because we just we just have that and like there's no judgment jealousy or competition which is so weird because I feel like another thing with like female friendships that's common is constant competition yeah and like don't get me wrong we have healthy competition we do when it comes to like when it came to when we worked in the same restaurant we worked on the same side so there was an equal opportunity for us to make money yeah so we had some healthy competition when it came to money but it was never like oh my God, you made more money than me, bitch. Like, I hate you. It was never like that. And I feel like that's something too. We really genuinely built off each other's competition. When we both worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, like they, we would always tell each other what we made, Mm -hmm. like plain up straight and simple, whether you made more than me, whether I made more than you, it was like good for you, bitch. And we shared what we found made each other more money. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would, you know, thought this was making me more money, I would tell you mm-hmm. if you thought like, Hey, I just did this to a table and I made a lot more money. I think because of it, you would tell me mm-hmm. we learned from each other. We used each other's presence as motivation mm-hmm. to do better. In the same sense of us going to each other for advice, if something bad happened from one table, like there would be times, you know, as a server, you go through these phases. Sometimes you'll say something that's a little bit awkward to a table and you're like, fuck, I just messed up that tip. Mm-hmm. Like we would go to each other and say things like that. And I'd be like, nah, you can redeem yourself. Like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get them back. Like you're very good at talking. You're very good at what you do, like whatever. And then she would go back and make money from that table. Or the same thing would happen to me. Like I'd be like, oh my God, like this guy's being so awkward. Like one time you dripped water on someone's phone. Yeah, I don't remember actually what happened with that, but that the lady was like, "I just bought this new phone." Yeah, too. it was rough. But was rough. I mean, she came to me and I was like, "You'll be able to redeem it." Like, you know, make a joke about it later or something. Yeah. I don't remember if she actually made money from it, but I assume you know she didn't get stiffed because I didn't hear it anything after that. But yeah, <laughs> it's like I feel like that's pretty much how we've always been. Is just there's never genuinely never been a point where. I felt like I had to hold something back out of fear of how you would react, Mm. which is really hard to find, whether that's in friendships, in family relationships, in romantic relationships. There's a lot of times where I feel like when you're with another person, you do feel like you have to hold back to almost shield them from getting their feelings hurt Mm. or, you know, you want to shield yourself from how they're going to react. Like if you think they're going to you know, be super mad because you did this or whatever. I just never felt like that with you. Like, even if I made more money than you or you made more money than me, because money is a super sensitive topic. 
for people. It really is. People get really upset about it. And especially in restaurants, if you've worked in a restaurant as a server, you know that people get pissed. People get pissed if they feel like you made an extravagant amount more money than them and they work the same shift, the same hours, whether that be because the host or, you know, whatever happened. And I always knew no matter what we made, no matter how the night went, we would be happy for each other. Mm -hmm. It was never like, fuck you. Like you made more money than me. Screw you. I'm mad. I'm upset. It was there was one of those nights. I remember one of those nights when I just was having a really bad night. I remember this now. Yeah. And like, just, I was just in a really bad fucking mood. And I, and I did treat her. I treated you poorly. I would say for a a, a certain amount of time, like an hour guys, let's preface this. She, she was a bitch for like an hour. And and I I will say openly that I was a fucking bitch. Like I was raging and I like I finished my side work and I fucking walked out and I was mad didn't even say goodbye which is something that we have never done we always wait for the other person we always walk out together we always like we're literally talking up until the moment that we put our heads inside of our cars that was always something that we did and so I walked out and I got in my car and I was like oh my god like what the fuck is wrong with me so I went to the fucking gas station I remember down the road I went to the gas station and I picked up peanut (laughs) m&ms because peanut M&M's are one of the snacks that Brooke and I would eat together. They're just one of our favorite snacks to eat together. So I picked up a, a giant bag of peanut M&M's. I handed it to her and I was like, I'm sorry for being a bitch and fucking walked out. She was like, I knew there was something wrong. Yeah. And even in that moment, I would like to say that I wasn't even mad because I knew to my core, like our friendship is fucking solid. And I was like, everybody gets in those times. Okay. And I literally thought I was like, yeah, she's mad. But I was like, it is not towards me. Mm-hmm. It never crossed my mind even once that like she's upset at me. It was just like some nights at that restaurant were just, oh my God, shitty. Overwhelmingly like exhausting. Like we worked really long hours, like 12 hour shifts. And there would be times that it felt like we just literally endured like 12 hours of rude ass people of running around we both had crazy sections like we ran mm-hmm. and it just gets exhausting but i never thought like oh she's mad at me and i knew i knew because i know your character i remember looking at our manager and was like or our manager was like what was that about and i was like uh just a shitty night i didn't talk shit about you i wasn't like Fuck that bitch. It was just like, she had a bad night. And I felt really bad about how I treated her. You know, everybody has those moments. Yeah, I mean, there were times that, you know, this is, I feel like this is something we haven't even really talked about up until this point that I regret in our friendship is I was super judgmental of a relationship. Her current relationship, I was super judgmental at the get-go, okay? I was in my hoe phase and I will say it. I had just gotten out of my relationship. I was like in that point in time where it's like, I'll ghost someone. I don't feel bad about it. I was in a very immature place. I'll ghost somebody. I don't feel bad. I'll sleep around and I don't feel bad. That's in the headspace I was in. And I feel like I almost pressured it upon you. And there were times that I hardcore judged her relationship. I hardcore judged the person she was starting this relationship in. And now I think he's a fucking great guy. And I've never really talked to him about it, you know, too much. I've never really expressed even to you. I fucking love it. I think he's great. And I think he's super amazing for you. But there are times that I even look back now and I'm like, I really regret how I went about that because I just forced how I was feeling and my views on relationships like so much onto you. And it did cause some animosity for a while. Mm-hmm. 
the camera died again. So if this is a different angle again this time, um, we're having technical difficulties. It will be better next time. It will be. We'll be better prepared next time. Okay. So as I was saying, I definitely feel like at that point in my life, I was projecting pretty seriously on you mm-hmm. to a degree. I feel like we both, we never even really had a serious conversation about it. We knew, or I guess I realized that I was fucking up. And I started to see that he really was a good guy and that, you know, I started almost to put my trust in him. Not that I never had trust in you to make your own decisions, but I just realized that I'm going to give you my advice. And I did it with pure intent. It was what I thought was right in the moment. Looking back, I realized that I pushed it a little bit too far. And I don't even agree with my point of view that I had at that time. Mm-hmm. Looking back, it's not something I agree with. I hope to never be in that headspace again. I hope to have a much more mature outlook from here on out in my personal relationships. And, you know, the outlook I had at that point in my life, I just projected on you. We kind of just kind of moved on from it, mm-hmm. honestly. And I realized he was a really good guy. Love him now. Think he's a great dude. We just kind of moved on from it, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was never really a need for a big conversation. It was never. Those are. I mean, those are really the only two times where we fought, but it wasn't even really a fight because it was just there was never even a need to like have a serious conversation. We just like we accepted it and moved on. I knew that like she just wanted what was best for me mm-hmm. in the moment, and I gave her the idea that 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 what she was telling me was what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I was in between. And I wasn't even like upset with her or mad at her or anything ever for what she was saying. It was really just me being in between, uh, in between multiple people's opinions about what I should do and then how I actually felt. And once I determined how I actually felt in the moment, it was easy to make a decision. And I feel like I made the right one. We don't hold that against each other. I'm going to give you my best advice. If you take it, cool. If you don't, like you're going to make your own decision regardless. So there's no sense in us getting upset with each other Mm -hmm. for giving each other advice, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. Because we've, for each of us, we've only ever done what we thought is best for the other person and tried to advise them in a way that we think would be most beneficial for the other. It's never been like, I'm giving you this advice to screw you over. And so I feel like we're just at a super good point now. And that was a while ago. That was like a year ago. Yeah. Like, let's just, oh my God, that was a year ago. A hot minute ago. And it was actually pretty early into our friendship still. Maybe, maybe a year into our friendship. So now that y'all are up to date on our friendship and you know a little bit more about us. Our backstory, our history, all of our things. (laughs) This is officially the end of episode one. Yes. We wrapped up our first podcast. First podcast episode in the books. How do you feel, Bestie? I feel like this was a good conversation. I feel great. These margaritas were great. This conversation was great. The next episodes, we will be diving into more specific things for sure. Getting more details. You'll start learning more about our opinions, our point of views, and things like that. This was really just backstory so y'all knew us. Had a ground. Groundwork. Mm-hmm. Had a good foundation for how we speak and how we talk to each other in our friendship and what a lot of our opinions are going to be based on. Thanks for listening or Thank watching you. if you're on YouTube. As always, not as always, because this is the first time, but as it always will be. As it always will be, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, post on our Instagram every single day. Yeah. So there's always updates there. At the BBR pod.
at the BBR pod on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. All of our socials are going to be the BBR pod. If you want to stay up to date on everything we're doing on a daily basis, go there. Go there, please. Please, everybody watch it. But yeah, that is the end of the first, officially the end of the first episode of BBR. Yes. Thank Thank you you for watching, for giving us a bit of your time. We love you. (laughs) We did it, bitch. From our co-host, do you have any words? Great input, guys. (laughs) They will be featured in many of the next ones. Oh, absolutely. Come back for cute dog things.